Hello and welcome to the Home for Anime. I am your host, GPC, Great Podcaster Callie, and I would like to welcome you back to the celebration of Kyoto Animation, also known as Volume 4. Today I'd like to talk about a very unique anime, one that I didn't think that I would be interested in when I started this journey. I was kind of dreading it, actually. But after finishing it, I'm actually pretty impressed by it. And that anime is Surune. So Surune revolves around this sport called Kudo, which we over here in the States may know better as archery. And there's this character named Minato who was like the king of Kudo in his youth, well, his eighth grade year, junior high. But then he suffers from this affliction called target panic. And because of target panic, he misses all of his shots and he goes from being the whiz kid to, I don't want to say a chump, but he, he basically loses all faith in himself. He withdraws from the competitive world. He still loves Kudo, but he just can't bring himself to to do anything about it because his target panic is just that bad. Well, he eventually meets this guy named Masaki, who is an excellent Kudo master, and he eventually decides to be the coach for his high school team, which... Minato is urged to join by his friends Seiya and the other members of the Kudo team because they know he's good, they know he has target panic, but they just they just want him there. Of course, not everybody is as welcoming as Seiya, who, again, is like his best friend, but eventually everyone warms up to Minato, and, I mean, everyone loves Masaki, but... Characters like like Ryohei, who is the childhood friend of Seiya and Minato, who's just this ball of energy. He's so great. Love him. He is very adamant about Minato joining because he has this ideal of Minato because to him, Minato was always this hero to him, this person who he felt like he could count on no matter what. Minato is someone who, for a lot of people represents hope and dedication. So even though he strayed away from the world of Kudo, he really does inspire people. There's a little bit of resistance from other characters, like Kaito, who is... He's kind of a jerk. He actually runs off a fair amount of the potential members of the Kudo Club. But that's just because he's so passionate about Kudo, and he also has a bit of a mean streak. And he's very hostile towards Minato for a majority of the season until he finds out, okay, we have to work together to make this team work. And then there's also Kaito's cousin, Nanao, who is just a wannabe prince. I mean, a lot of girls fawn over him, but he really takes up the bow 
just so that he can look after his cousin, um, Kaito. He's, he really loves his cousin, and he just wants the best for him, which is similar to why Seiya takes up the bow, because he just wants the best for Minato. He actually carries a fair amount of guilt over a lot of the events that have transpired over Minato's life, because... Even though he's not directly responsible for some of the things that happened, he feels that he is. And he takes his role as Minato's best friend very seriously, which is something that I can relate to. And it's very compelling to me because there are very few anime out there, especially in the sports realm, where everyone is likable for their own reasons. Everyone has their own reason for doing what it is that they're doing. And it just really, it's its inspiring. Even the characters that you would expect to be an antagonistic force are just doing kudo for the reasons that they want to do kudo. And they're not hostile, at least most of them aren't. The ones who you would expect to be hostile aren't. Like... Minato's friend, Siu, who was someone who trained with him from youth to learn Kudo. As soon as he found out that Minato was back in the Kudo world, he wasn't like, oh, I'm going to own you. Like, you know, you're, you're going down. He was just like, welcome back. I'm so happy that you are back in the world of Kudo. And I am so excited to shoot with you again, even though we go to separate schools and we are competing against each other. This is just very wholesome. And as with many Kyoto animation works, dare I say all, there is that overarching theme of love that takes over. So in this case, it's of course a love for family, a love for your friends, and a, a love, a passion for a sport, a sport that really means so much to you because for Minato, Kudo is something that has influenced his entire life, his relationships with his his teachers, his friends, even his mother, which is something else that they handle very well, this concept of grief, but not in the sense of how it can hold you back but just how it can move you forward and influence certain decisions that you make. Because for Minato, who lost his mother at a young age, he's like, there are so many things that I wish I could have talked to my mom about. I always thought there was going to be a tomorrow for me to talk to my mom about this or a next week. And that's just not the case. I would have loved for my mother to see me take up the bow again but that's just not going to happen. And then, of course, there is Masaki, who he lost his grandfather, and his grandfather was really hard on him. That was his coach. And he just keeps thinking to himself, you know, my, my grandfather and I, we hated each other. We were hostile towards each other. But that wasn't the case. His grandfather actually admired him and thought that he was going to be a great kudo master, a great archer. 
but he was just so hard on him that he didn't express it properly. And Masaki just couldn't handle the pressure. So they didn't talk for the remainder of his grandfather's life. And Masaki regrets that to the point where he became Minato's coach to spite his grandfather and say, I will be a better coach than he ever was. But then he just has this lingering doubt of there are so many things that I wish that I could have said, things that I wish I could have done, things that could have been done differently, and I'm just never going to get that chance. And that's, that's tough. That's, that's hard. They deal with grief in a very unique way here by making it, like I said, not something that hinders the progression of these characters, but it makes them progress in different ways. And really, I didn't think I would find so much depth in an anime about archery. But not only that, I found the beauty of Kudo in itself. There is just this beautiful, inspiring art that is Kudo, where everything from the exercises to the posture to the rituals that take place before, during, and after, everything about Kudo revolves around elegance, grace, concentration, and will. And just, I've, I've never seen a sport handled so beautifully. And even the sounds, the snap of the bow when a shot is pulled off perfectly or close to perfectly, that snap is one of the most compelling sounds I have ever heard. And honestly, I would love to go to a Kudo competition, not to participate, of course, but just to watch because it just, it's beautiful. And I love the little touches in animation that Kyoto Animation used to accentuate that beauty. When the team is in sync, when they do really well-executed shots. They will have this kind of effect where these CG leaves pop out of every shot that they take. And that's like... And to me, at first I was thinking, oh, well, this is... Hmm. You know, nature is beautiful. But then I had to really think about it. It's not just that nature is beautiful, it's that these shots are coming off so naturally. The concentration, the elegance, the grace, everything that is going into the precision of these shots is making them so beautiful. And that beauty can be compared to nature, not just the nature of the sport, but the nature of human anatomy and how Everything works together to make something so organic because there, I, upon watching the show, I realized there are two different types of play style for 
any sport, there's artificial and there's organic. And artificial shots are the ones where you just think too much when you aren't being true to your body, your mind, and your spirit. And you're just trying to execute things based on technique and just trying to remember everything that you've learned up to that point. But the organic is just relying on your own instincts, knowing what you've learned, but making it malleable to who you are so that it fits in with your spirit. And once they were able to get in tune with their own spirits, that's when they made the most beautiful sounds and that's when they had the most beautiful shots. And it was just, it was such an amazing little touch. And I didn't think that I would be thinking so much about that little bit of CG, which I, I'm happy to say blends perfectly with the 2D animation that Kyoto Animation made here. This is another example of where their style changes a bit. And with Tsurune, it seems like it's a culmination of what Kyoto Animation was going through, like their evolution, because throughout 2015, 2014, to the 2018 production of Tsurune, there was a bit of a transition in their animation style that you can see. So you would have something like, say, Love Chunibyo and Other Delusions, where you can definitely tell it's Kyoto Animation, but you can tell that it's a certain era of Kyoto Animation. And as the things from their eyes to their facial structure change to the aesthetic of the overall backdrops, I mean, the backdrops usually stay very gorgeous, but with Tsurune, I noticed that there's kind of this shift between Sound Euphonium, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Violet Evergarden, and then Tsurune, with Violet Evergarden being the closest looking animation to Tsurune, which makes it so interesting that when we get back to the slightly more cartoonish aspect of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, it's, it's not as much jarring as it is a testament to how fluid their art style can be. Because even in 2018, when they did the Love Chunibyo and Other Delusions movie and Liz and the Bluebird, you still see that shift. So you can see them staying true to each era. But it seems like here, even though I will say Violet Evergarden is still my favorite in terms of their animation style, I can see how it changed into Tsurune. I can see the comparisons, but I can also see the contrast. So it's nice to see that Kyoto Animation has been able to keep a distinct style that you can always point out, okay, this is Kyoto Animation, but they're able to make such subtle differences that every work feels unique, but still on brand with Kyoto Animation. So with Tsurune actually being 
the last production that they made in terms of a show before 2021's Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S. It was a very interesting place to leave off. And of course we know, and of course we know why there was that gap in production because of the horrible arson attack that took place after Surone was released in 2019. But they are able to... Kyoto Animation has just proven through even that gap between Surune and Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid S, and of course Violet Evergarden the movie, that they have this resilience, they have this passion for animation, they are dedicated to making the best works possible, and I am just so enamored with this studio. I am enamored by their strength, by their beauty, and everything that they have to offer both the animation industry as a whole and the fans who continue to support their work and the new fans who, I will say for certain, Kyoto Animation is one of the easiest ways to get into anime aside from, say, Studio Ghibli or, you know, Cowboy Bebop, Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, because you just get such a wide range of stories that, again, you wouldn't think that a story about Kudo or archery would be so impactful. But the fact that I have been talking about this for over 15 minutes, the fact that I got that much out of it, it's incredible, and that's just scratching the surface because I'm, I'm singing this anime's praises, I'm talking about its characters, I'm talking about its animation and its themes, but I'm trying to leave enough for you to watch it because I went into this nearly blind. Um, one of my patrons, Miles, who did archery when he was younger, told me, this is an impressive show, I'm not going to tell you anything else about it, but if you want tips on how to address certain things, like how they hold their bows or how they release their shots, I'd be happy to give you that information. But this is something that you have to watch and experience to truly appreciate. And I did, and I'm so happy that I did. I mean, Miles, thank you for the recommendation. Uh, Miles, like I said, is a patron. He is in the Discord server. He is just the best, and he's actually on an episode of the Celebration of Kyoto Animation, of course, also known as Volume 4. So I'm very excited for you all to meet him. And seriously, guys, watch Sudane. It It's so great. And on top of that, as this episode is being released, the second season of Sudane has actually started airing. But I consciously chose to only cover the first season because... In my opinion, I, I can see why there would be room for a sequel, and Kyoto Animation does sequels very well, but they ended it at such a perfect place with season one that I can just kind of assume the growth of the players, because there's drama in this show, of course, and as much as I love a good drama, I feel like everyone kind of got their resolution here. So I will watch Surene season two, but... I'm really just urging you to watch season one right now. And if you love it, then watch season two as it rolls out. And with that being said, I just want to thank y'all so much 
for listening to another episode of The Home for Anime. If you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at AnimeAlphaGoat. You can email me recommendations at ouranimehome at gmail.com. And if you want to be a part of the Home for Anime community and you want to support what it is that I'm doing, feel free to donate to the Patreon. We are finally starting to get some members in, and people are just super nice. I am so happy that people are supporting the community and that they want to be a part of it. And it's a really great time in the Discord server. We talk about anime, of course, manga, music, recommendations for the show. We just talk about life. It's great. And I would just love to see more of you there, especially because, you know, y'all talk to me on Instagram and I really appreciate that. But I want all of you to meet each other. That would be very nice. So that way we can all talk about anime together and we can all just be one big happy anime family. But with that being said, this has been another episode of The Home for Anime. Thank you all so much for listening. I've been your host, GPC, Great Podcaster Callie, and I am out.